The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Daf Tet Vav. Today's Daf is being studied in Nishmat Abraham ben Esther Ruach Hashem Teni Hanu Begin Eden. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied for Ashrema Yosef ben Sada, the Rahamim ben Adel, the Sarah Bat Rahel. Enna Refanadam, Enna Refanadam, Enna Refanadam, Fata Nebit, Fata Guf, Fata Mkirbal Bechini Rasul Ramar. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Yudalad Amud Bet, and we are five lines from the bottom beginning the Gemara. We learned in the Previous Mishnah, a shita of Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri. The case was a girl went down to the well, she got raped. So the Gemara's question was, is she permissible to the Kehuna or not? That's the Mishnah's question. Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri said, if the majority of the people in the town are Kesherim, so then you can assume that she was with a Kesher, and therefore does not render up a Sultari Kehuna. So now the Gemara says, Amar de Rabbah Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri de Amar Keman. Which means, who is he going like? Who is this Rabbi Adam Minuri's opinion like? If you tell me he goes like Rabban Gamliel, now let's go back. We added she tell Rabban Gamliel in the previous Mishnayot that said, let's take an example, she's pregnant. Okay? So we ask her, who, who are you pregnant from? We want to know, is she pasun out to go to a marry a queen? So she says, let's say it was, uh, I was nefeinah from a kashir. She has a Nemanut. So maybe Rabbi Yohanan bin Nuri is following Rabbi Gamaliel. Therefore, when this girl comes back and says, it was a kasher, that's following Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Gamaliel. The Gemara says, if that's the case, we learned the quote Rabbi Gamaliel, he believes the girl, even if it was Rav Pesulim. So therefore, why would Amishnah say that Davka with was Rov Kesherim? If you're following Rabban Gamaliel, it's even if Rov were Pesulim. Oh, the E can be Yoshua. And if you're telling me what, that he's following Rabbi Yoshua. So then already we know according to Rabbi Yoshua, Afidu Berov Kesherim, Namim Pasul. Even if it's Rov Kesherim, Rabbi Yoshua is Mahmoud, she has no Nehmanut. So the question is, who is Rabbi Yohanan Benuri really uh, holding? We obviously you believe in the girl. When she comes along and says... It was a kasher. So he said, oh, it's kasher, the emanut, rov. Why do you rov? If you're holding, like Rabbi Gamil, even rov pisulim, she has an emanut. Are you going like Rabbi Yoshua, even rov kasherim, no emanut. So the Gemara answers, Amar lehem. So he answered back, Rabbi Nachman answered back to Rabbi Yudamarav. The case is talking about the kronot shel sipuri haya ma'aseh. We're going like the Yoshua, first of all. That in may really the girl should not have an Imanut. Even if it's Rov Kesherim, doesn't matter. On one safik. But you know what the case is talking about over here? You have what's called a double Rov. What's a double Rov? The case happened in the marketplace of Sipuri. That's where it happened. Or I should say, on the day of the market. Not in the marketplace. On the market day. 
What do you gain by that? There's an influx. People are coming into Sipuri on that day to the market. So therefore you have a double rov. You have rov of the people of Sipuri are kishirin. And the people that are entering the city to the market day, they're also kishirin. So the be Yeshua is going to say that when did I say she's not there minute, even when there's rov, kishirin, that's only when there's one rov. But when there's a double rov, when there's a rov of the people that are there, and there's a rov of the people that are entering, then already I'll say that she is going to be ne'emenet. Look at Rashi. Bikronot shil sipori, biyom ashuk, on the day of the market, shisayaot v'shayarot mimakom ha'ir ba'ot sham. You have caravans and, you know, people that are coming to that place. So the Gebura says, uchti rabi ami. Like rabi ami said, what did rabi ami say? Rabbi Ami, Rabbi Ami said on our Mishnah, "Vehu sheaita siyah shel bnei Adam kisherim overet lesham." Meaning, it's not enough to land the rov of the city. You have to have a caravan of kisherim that are also influxing, coming to the city for the market day. So, therefore, you have over here shnerubin. You have two majorities, Lakshir, the people in the city, the people in the caravan, and therefore, no matter where, she had the relations with a guy from the city, Rov. She had a relation with a guy from the caravans, Rov. So in that case, even though Yeshua is going to be maskeen, that what? That she is ne'emenet. Uchdashi, uchdrabi amidahash, ta'ika rov si'ah, ve'rov ha'ir. Comes the Gemara and says, uchdrabi anai, it's also fast, rabi anai, she tada'ama, rabi anai, neve'elet bekronot, if she had relations in the market, she's kosher to the kehuna. So the Gemara says, "Bikronot sal kadatach." What is it? What's the difference? She had, she had a relation in the market. Well, because she had a relation in the market, the, the, the place makes her kosher to the kehuna. So the Gemara says, "Ela nivelet b'shat kironot." Meaning at the time of the market, she's kishnal kiona. Why? Because you have double rov working, rov ahir and rov siyah, rov of the people. Now after the Gemara explain, the Gemara is going to explain. Aval piresh echad misipori ubaal avalad shetuke. But let's say it wasn't uh, issue of uh, that it came from uh, either the uh, market or came from the. Uh, people of the city Which means if we're certain That we know the guy that had the relations Was from the city So then already There's no safek, there's no double rov It's only one rov Which is where are we going to be leaned on a double rov That's when you don't know where the guy came from Then I say, if he came from here, there's a rov If he came from there, there's a rov But if you know one of the guys from the city Went and had the relation So therefore you're only relying on one rov And even in that case, Rabbi Yohanan Benuri will say the uh, lady is and the child uh, that they have would be considered a child for this bi'ah would be considered a shituke meaning shituke is like another way of saying we don't know where he's from as possible the kid could be a uh, mamzer mm-hmm. good comes Gemaran says when Ravdimi came from Eris uh, Israel and he came to Bavir Amar Zairi Amar of Hanina, the Amdila, Amar Zairi Amar Rabbi Hanina, Holchin Ahar, Rob Ha'ir. We go after the majority of the city, which means if they're Rubam Kesherim, Keshera, we assume that she went with a Keshera. The Enolchim Ahar Rob Sia, 
but we don't go after the majority of the caravan, which simply means if the caravan's moving, by coming into the uh, town, and rov them are kishirin, we don't go after rov in order to say that she went with a kishira. So the, the statement of the of Dimi, as we're going to see in a moment, is a little perplexing. Because she's making a haluk between rovs. He's saying, a rov in the city is better than rov in the caravans, the travelers. Rov in the city, go after the rov. And therefore, say, she went with a kishira. Rov of travelers, you don't go with rov. So the Gemara says, Klapelaya. is the Gemara's language of saying, Adraba. On the contrary, it's, it's reverse. Why? Hani naide vehane kebi'e They're moving and they're stationary. Now let's review some of the rules of Rome. We have a general rule that says, Anytime you have something that's stationary, that's in its place, and now we have a question where somebody enters that place, and we don't know, did she go with a kashir, did she go with a basul? So you say, well, we have rov kashirim. But since it's stationary, the law is kol kavua kemehsa al mehsa dami. Anything that's stationary, the way you judge it is Mehsa al Mehsa. We have another rule that says, Kol de Parish, Miruba Parish. That if, let's say, the person came out of the Kavua, he left. You didn't go into the Kavua, but it came out. So I say, anything that separates from the Kavua, Kol de Parish, Miruba Parish. So therefore, the Kabbalah is saying, hold it. You want to tell me a statement. And you want to say that when you're going to use the principle of rov, rov in the city, but not rov in the uh, travelers. On the contrary, there's a bigger sevarat to say in the city it's a kavua. Mm-hmm. When it comes to something that's a kavua, <laughs> we say kavua is kemesa dami. There's a bigger sevarat to say when it comes to the to the to the travelers. They're moving, and therefore it's more logical to say that the rov is going to come. But and that's right, on the on the travels, not on the Kabuas. So the Gemara says, Ela, you're right. Holchim achar rovair. But his statement was, you go after rovair. Or when do you go after rovair? Vehu diika rov si'abada. He meant to say that you're going to go after rovair so long as you have rov si'ah. As well, meaning you have a double rov. So again, you see the double rov principle. Ve'en ulchim achar rov ba'ir gededata. But you're not going to go on rov ba'ir alone, which means, let's say, it was rov ba'ir on not a day of shuk. So we're just rov ba'ir. Ve'lo achar rov si'a gededata. Or let's say another case. Let's say uh, she had the relation far from the city. So therefore, you know it's from the travelers. So you cannot miss that if. She's the only time you're going to use this double rope is when they're both in play, and then we'll say that she's going to be kishena lekeuna. Good. So then, when it's said in his statement, let's go back to his statement. Holchin achar rovair. He meant when you go after rovair, when you have rov sia, when you got the both ropes uh, complementing each other, but if you have, you have one of them, you're not going to do it. Comes Gemara now explains. Oh, why don't you rely on one rope? 
Then do we have a rule? Chare Rabim Natot. We follow the rule. So the Gemara says, My Ta'ama. Why shouldn't you rely on one rov? Whether it's rov si'ah or whether it's rov ir, that should be enough. <coughs> so the Gemara says, Gezera rov si'ah atu rov ir. Oh, we start with Gezerot. If I'm in a matir rov si'ah, I mean, she went to have relations, let's say, on the road with one of the travelers. We don't know what it is. That really, I should say, what's the difference? Rov. Kode parish, miruba parish. Right? They're moving. And therefore, whoever came out, I think came out from the rov. But I'm worried. If I'm in a matir rov si'ah, where it's a legitimate rov, I might come to be matir rov ir. Rov ir is not legitimate rov. Because that's kavua. And kol kavua is kemihsa al-mihsa. And therefore, the Gemara says, rov si'ah atu rov ir. Good. Now, verov ir nameh. Now, let's discuss rov ir. Now even in, in, in the city itself It makes a difference It depends who went to who Let's discuss this outside If she went to them Then already it's a kavua Right? The, ro- the rov is stationary She's going to them It's called kavua But it should be permissible If let's say they went to her If they went to her so that's already a deen of Kode Parish, Merubaka Parish. That case should become permissible. They will say that case as well, at a case where she goes to them. So therefore, let's review the Gezera cycle over here. They will go there, the case of the travelers. That's a regular case of Kode Parish, Merubaka Parish. The Kharaj should be okay. The travelers are moving. And therefore, the, the uh, travelers are moving. And therefore, they're not Kavuat, it's not stationary. And therefore, we should follow deen of Rov. We're not going to follow the rule. You know why? Because if I met you that case, I might come to met you the case of the city, which is a kavua. Now, even in the city, I'm going to make a gezera. In which case? In a case where the guy from the city was Porish, for the in that case called the Parish, Merubaka Parish. After a case where what? She went to one of the people in the city, which is going to be Asur. So it's like double gezerot over here. It's Travelers at to city, and in the city itself, where the guy was Poresh, at to where she is going to come in. So then all the cases are going to be Asur, the Master. Travelers, unless, unless you have them both together, unless you have a double row. City Ha, you know what the case is talking about? The case is she went to him. And therefore, what's the name of Kavua? Called Kavua. And therefore, we're going to make a Gezerale That even though you're right, in the case where the guy left, it should be okay. But, because called the Farish Merubah Parish. But in the case where he went, oh, she went to them, she went to them, so we can go in that case as well. So therefore it comes out, you have all the cases going to be Asur. Meaning, let's review. You have travelers, travelers Asur, Atu, the Kavua. So the Gemara asks, well if it's in the Kavua, not all the Kavua cases are Asur, it depends who went to who. I understand if uh, she went to them But what about if They went to her You're right That case should be permissible Because we're called the Parish But what? We make a Gezerah 
from when he went out to when she went in, and then that case is going to be as soon as possible. All cases in the city are as soon alone. All cases in the traveling is as soon alone. But if you have them both simultaneously together, then everybody else, you have two dogs working, and therefore it's going to be uh, permissible. Gemara asks, Umi ba'inan Now we ask a fundamental question. You're telling me over here for this lady to marry to the king. Now, you got to have two robes working at the same time. You've got to have a robe of the travelers coming into the town and the robe of the people in the town itself. So you got two robes. So I say, whether well, it's from here there's a robe, Kashir, over there is a robe, therefore Matir. So the Gabbara is saying, since when do you ever need two robes to be Matir something? Why? Classic case, the Gabbara says, we have a bright, Tesha Hanuyot, you have nine stores. Kulan mukhrot basar shehuta. They all sell kosher meat. Ve'ahat mukhrot basar nevela. Okay, one store sells basar nevela. Ve'lakah me'ahat me'en. He went into one of the stores and he bought meat. Ve'enu yudaya me'ezem and lakah. And he doesn't know which store he went into. So what's the din? Sefeko asur. We say what? We don't go after the rov over there. Because since the store is a kavua, so we say kol kavua. The Brayta continues. But let's say you found a piece of meat in front of the stores, so you don't know which store it came out of. Halach achar harov. Then you go after rov haniyot, and therefore I'll say that what this piece of meat came from the rov, right? Because not kavuana, because it moved, it left, it was porish. What's the law called the parish? Something that leaves the kavua meruba kaparish, and therefore I say, why well, you can eat the Piece of meat. Ah, in this case over here, you only have one rov. Which means, I only have one rov. What's the difference? But I only have one rov. And I'm allowing you to eat the meat. Yes. And why, when you came and tell me to take a bed, I need two rovs. I need rov this and rov that. So the Gabbara says, no. Maybe I'll give you a case why it's two rovs. You know how? Maybe I'll tell you that the walls of the city where those butcher shops were are not locked and therefore the there's majority of meat that's also coming from outside the city either because there's majority butcher shops there or there's majority kosher uh, meat outside but the point is now I can create a case of two rows meaning I got the row on the butcher shops in front of me nine against one and right in the middle right Maybe it came from the outside because the, the gates of the city opened. So if it came from the other side, it's also rov. Because have rov, even the butchers are rov, koshimil on that side also. So maybe therefore it's consistent. Maybe you do need two rovs. So the Gemara says, The Bizira said that the case is mutar even if the gates of the city are locked. And therefore you don't have a rov from that side because no meat is coming in on the other side. So even if you only have one rov, it's okay. So we're back to the question. Yeah? So Gemara says, Ma'ala asu biyuhsin. Final answer, it's kihuna. When it comes to the kihuna, we're mahmid. When it comes to lineage, Ma'ala asu biyuhsin. We don't want to just be lenient to let uh, somebody marry into the kihuna on one rov. Even though, Menadin, you're right, one rov should be enough. They made a ma'ala that you need two rovs. Comes the Gemara and says, Kufa, we learned, Amara bizera. Kol kavua kemehsa al mehsa dami ben lekula ben lehumla. Oh, this rule that we say kol kavua kemehsa al mehsa dami, it's not only to be stringent, but it's also to be lenient. Now the Gemara is going to struggle. Give me the case where it's lenient. 
I know the case where it's strict. That's the case we've been given. Nine butcher shops, one tariff. The guy walked into one, what do I say? He can't eat the meat. Because I'm saying, that's the homra. Even though it's nine kosher and one tariff. We have to figure out, give me a case where you're going to say it, likuda. So the Gemara says, Mina le le ha. Where does the Bizra know that we go le kula? That's not a kula, Which means you tell me there's nine kosher stores, one tariff. The guy walked into one store. What am I telling him? The meat that you have in your hand now you can't eat. That's taking the law of kavua kemehsa mehsa dami lechumrah. So that's not the case. Also, maybe the case is like this. Ela The case of the nine frogs and the one shiritz. Now, a dead frog, its body does not exude tum'ah. Meaning if you touch a dead frog, it's not one of the shiratsim, it's not mitamit. However, a shiritz, one of the rodents that the Torah tells us, the shmurat shiratsim, so what happens? If you touch it when it's dead, it exudes to ah, makes the person tamir. So now what do you have? You have nine sefer de'im and one shiritz. Good. Benem, v'nagabehad men. That's kavua. They're all dead. They're not moving. Guy touched one of them. Ve'ene yodaya me'ezemem naga. He doesn't know which one he touched. What's the deen? Sefeko tamir. Why? Because kol kavua. And therefore, I have to say, what? Well, 50-50. That's not a case of Kula. That's a case of Kavua. So, what's the case that you say? Kula. It's the reverse case. You have a case where you have nine Shiratsim, which are, I mean, Maga. And you have one sefardeh that is uh, the vilah of sefardeh is tawas not mitam mitbenen good v'nagab beachad meim you touched one of them v'enu yodeya be'ezem mehen naga now let's review before we go further we have a rule when you have sefik tumah it depends where you have the sefik the law is like this sefik tumah b'rishuti yahid sefikot tameh sefik tumah b'rishuti arabim sefikot tahor Let's review for a second. We have a case of a sota. What's the case of a sota? A guy warned his wife, don't go with such and such a guy. She went and she was secluded. Now where does seclusion take place? In the Shuti Yahid. We don't know what she did inside. But what's the Torah tell us? She's Tame'ah. She is not allowed to go back to the husband until she drinks the waters. So from that law of the Torah, the rabbis learned a law that what? Sefik. Tum'ah. Bereshut Yahid, Sefeko Tameh. That when you have a Sefek, and some happens in Bereshut Yahid, the Sefek Tum Aulat, with Mahmir. However, Sefek Tum Abishut Rabim, Sefeko Tahor. That's the law. Now let's apply it to our case. You have nine Shiratsim, nine items that are exuding Tumah. And you have one Sefadaya. Sefadaya is not exuding Tumah. Guy touched one of them. He doesn't know which one. He touched. So the deed is like this. Brishut yahid sefekotameh. Okay, because we have a law. Sefek tum'ah. Brishut yahid sefekotameh. Ah, brishut arabim. 
But if it happened in Yishut Arabim, Sefeko Tahor. We're going to say that what? Now, what's Pshat Sefeko Tahor? If you're going to tell me, you have Rov over here. So if there's a difference. If you have Rov, so therefore, it should be Tameh even in the Yishut Arabim. Yes. Because we're going to only be leaned in the Yishut Arabim if there's not a Rov. If a guy, there's, uh, if you're going to work with the dealing of Rov, even the Yishut Arabim, we're going to say Tameh. But here, what does it say? Oh, that means what are you saying? You're saying it's a kavua, it's mehsal mehsa, it's a safik. That's called a safik. Mehsal mehsa is equal safik. And what's the law? Safik tumah bilshut arabim, safikot aor. If you'd work with rov, it's not a safik. Rov is, is kikudo. And therefore, you see from here, we're using the, word, the law of mehsal mehsa likula. I review again. Nine shiratim, one sefardaya. Guy touches it, doesn't know which one he touched in the shoot and a beam. Sefekot tahor. Why we have a rule? Sefek to mabre shoot and a beam, sefekot tahor. Now why is it sefek? It's not a sefek, sefek means it's 50-50. It's not 50-50, this is uh, 9 to 1. Elam must be because he's using the principle of what? Kol kavua. Gemesa mehsadami. Mehsa mehsa is 50-50. Sefekot. So you see what? You use the principle even Likula Now the Gemara has another question How do you know this principle Pichlal? How do you know Kol Kavua Kemehsa is a Torah concept? Where do you see this in the Torah? The Torah doesn't talk about butcher shops So we have to find out exactly where in the Torah Pesukim Do you see that you rely on this principle of Kol Kavua Kemehsa What's the biblical source for this? So the Gemara says Amar Kera we have a Pasuk well, we'll see which way it's going. The Arav law, the Kamalav. This is talking about a guy as an enemy. So it says he ambushed him, he attacked him, and he killed him. So therefore it's Hayamita. So the Torah learns, the Gemara learns like this. Actually, it's from Masikha Sanhedrin. The Arav law, the Kamalav, he ambushed him and he attacked him. Torah learns, the rabbis learn from me, you have to mitkaven, intend for the guy that you were trying to kill. As opposed to, let's say you were intending to kill Reuven, and you end up killing Shimon, there's no death penalty on that. The Arav law, meaning you were intending on that guy, and you killed that guy. But if you intended for A, and you killed B, the Torah is saying there is no death penalty. The Rabbanan who argue on this opinion, there's rabbis and Sanhedrin that argue, they have a different shita. They actually hold, if a guy intended for the Uven and killed Shimon, Hayav also. Oh, so what's the case the Pasuk is tra- trying to exclude? Amri de Bere Bianai, Prat Lezorek Even Lego. A guy takes a rock and he throws it, Lego means Letoch, amongst. Which means, you have a bunch of guys uh, standing around over here in the group. There's Jewish people in the group. There's Goyim in the group. Okay? Now the law is, if a guy kills a Goy, he's not punished in Betim. Okay? Now this guy threw the rock into the, uh, to the group over there. And he had intention for the Tzihah. Okay? And what happened over here? He ended up killing a... Yisrael, but we don't know we intended to kill. Maybe intended to kill a Goy. Maybe intended to kill a Jew. 
if he intended to kill a goy, well, killing a goy, there's no death penalty. Mm-hmm. So the pasuk is coming to tell us over here that in the, that case over there, where it was goyim and Jews together, the guy had intention to kill, but uh, he threw the rock in. He can't give the death penalty because we don't know whose intention was. So now the Gemara says, well, how many people you have there? Well, let's analyze. How many people are standing in the crowd? So it goes, hechidame. What's the case? Ilema if you have nine guim and one Jew, so then already What do I need a dirasha that I need to exclude a case if it's nine and one? For sure, I could assume what the guy was intending to kill a kanani because it's a din of rov, and therefore we say the kavanah was for the goy. I don't need a special dirasha in a nine and one case. What the guy's kavanah was? There, I can assume the guy's kavanah was what. For the majority of the people that were there. And therefore, why does that be a death penalty? Because the guy's coming out to kill a goy, and he ends up killing a Jew, the din is he is, patur. Ah, iname palga u palga. Ah, so you know you'll tell me the case he's talking about? It was 50-50. 50 uh, Jews in the crowd, and 50 uh, goyim in the crowd. That's also pashut. You know why? Safek nefashot le'akil. I'm not going to kill a guy if I'm not sure. You don't give the guy death penalty unless you're sure. Which you 50-50. So you say, well, we don't know. Did he come in for the Jew? Did he come in for the Goy? Well, Safik Nefeshot, like, I'm not going to give him death penalty. So what's the case? Lord Serich, you know what the case is talking about? What the Torah is giving you Hadush? You have nine Jews. And you have one Goy. The Kani is Kavu, he's standing there. And the Israelim are kavua, and therefore they call kavua kavua kemehsa mehsa dami. And therefore the adush of the Torah is he's patur because it's fifty-fifty, right? And that that it's also you see the kula as well. You're not giving the guy death penalty, but the point is you see the case of mehsa al mehsa kavua kemehsa mehsa medoraita. Let's review the case. Rabbis hold a guy intended to kill Reuven and kill Shimon. Hayav Jews. But I intended to kill a goy, and I ended up killing a Jew. Patur. What's the case? You throw a rock in a crowd. So, okay, let's analyze the case. What's the hadush? You had nine uh, goyim and one Jew. Pasut. Uh, you could assume the guy was aiming for the goy. That's why he threw into the crowd of goyim. It's nine. So I don't need pasut to tell me over there is get a death penalty. All good. So your time was 50-50. 50-50 also don't need pasut to tell me don't get the death penalty. 50-50. Safek the pasut that killed. I'm not going to kill a guy in a safek. The Hattush is not. Even if there's nine Israelim, where they could say, well, the guy throws a rocket to a group of nine Israelim with one goal, you assume that he was going for Israel. Then it should be Ayav. Kamashulan is not. Because the nine and one is considered Kavua, because it's all stationary. Called Kavua Kemehsa Mehsa Dami. And therefore it's considered like a 50 50. It's effective as like And therefore you have a proof from the Torah of called Kavua Kemehsa Mehsa Dami. Comes the Gibran, continues. Itmar. Rav Hayyab Bar Ashe said in the name of Rav, What's the Biyose? The Biyose said in the name of Rabbi Hamanam bin Nuri, in our Mishnah, if the majority of the people in the town were kosher, we assume that she got raped by the kosher guy, and therefore she's permissible. The Kiwanan of Rabbi Hanan bin Nuri of our Mishnah. Virav Hanan Bar Raba Amar Rav Horaat Sha'at Haita. He says, no, no, no. That ruling in the Mishnah 
was an isolated case. It was a ruling for a specific situation, and that's why they were matira. But otherwise, they would not be mikil. Now the Gemara was going to analyze. When you say the halakha is like our Mishnah, that's mashma even on one roof. Let's go back to that subject again. What was our case of Mishnah? The lady went to the well, jarred the city, and you say, Allah can be Yohanan bin Nuri, that what? She's permissible. So the Gemara says, Matif Ravir Biyah. Ravir Biyah is a question. Un Yohasin lo ba'inan tveru be? What do you mean? I thought when it comes to Yohasin, you need double majority. How do you know? Ve'atenan. We have a case like this. Matzah. Yeah, we have a case like this in Makshidim. You have a uh, city where Jews and uh, Goyim are living. Matzah batinok mushlach. You found a baby lying in the street. You don't know if he's Jewish. He's alive. You don't, it's a abandoned baby. You don't know if it's a uh, Jewish baby or a Goyim. Imrov of the Kuchavim, if the majority of the people in the city are considered of the Kuchavim, of the Kuchavim, you assume it's a Goyim. Vimrov Yisrael, Yisrael. Mehsa al Mehsa, 50-50, Yisrael. Now, what are we talking? Ve'amar Rav, Rav came along and said, Lo shanu ela lahayoto. That which we said in the Mishnah, that if you have the majority of Yisrael, you consider him Yisrael, that's for the law of lahayoto. That you gotta feed him, you have to sustain him. The pasuk says, So you have a kid on the floor, you know he's a goy, but not a goy. But he's a goy, you don't have to sustain him. If he's a Jew, you have to sustain him. So we'll say it like this Rov Yisraelim, he's a Jew. Look at the law of feed him. However, Abal Yuhasim law, but we don't give him lineage based on Rov. And if we have to suspect that maybe he is a goy, nafkamina, if it's a girl, cannot marry into the keuna, <coughs> even if she converts, because we know converts are not accepted into the keuna. Mm-hmm. Just like we don't accept goyim into the keuna, so we don't accept even a convert, even if she's less than three years old. We made gezerot. So therefore, what do you see over here? That on a rov alone, we don't go with yuhasin. Mm-hmm. Shmuel Amar. Shmuel said on this case over here, Oh, when do we say that if it's majority of Jews, if it's majority, not for you Hasim. Hasim is not Jewish. Cannot uh, marry uh, Kiuna. But what will we say it for? Let's say a boulder fell on that child, on Shabbat, the boulder fell on the child. That's Pekua Nefesh. Are you allowed to go rescue and start digging up the boulders even though it's Belachat Shabbat? So she will say yes. Rov Yisrael, the town will allow you to go be Mifakat Agat, to go lift the, uh, the boulders uh, off the child. But not the Gabeh, you Hasim. So you see both opinions over here saying what? A Rov alone is not good for your Hasim. So therefore, how could you tell me, That's that says what? That if the Rov the people in the city were considered uh, that she can marry the Kiwana. The Gabbana answers the question. 
אשתמיתתה הד אמר רב יהודה אמר רב בקרונות של סיפורי הבי מעשה He said, what's your question? When, when the rabbi said halakha follows the Mishnah of Yohanan ben Nuri, it's according to the way it was interpreted by Rav Yudah Marav. Didn't Rav Yudah Marav explain the case was talking about on the market day? Yeah. Well, he had two rovs. I mean, you're right. On the case of one rov, we're not going to be ma'alid yu'asim. But our Mishnah was talking about the rov of the Eid and the rov of the, uh, the, 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 the travelers. So that's what we make it. Which means... Your question is not a question. You forgot the interpretation of the Mishnah. The interpretation of the Mishnah was doubled off. <coughs> Comes the Gebran says, Ul Rav Hanan Bar Rava. The Amar Hora'at Sha'ahayta Kashaha. But according to that rabbi, he said what? This was considered a Hora'at Sha'ah, meaning... What we did in that Mishnah to allow this girl to marry into the Kiwunah, it was an isolated case. Meaning like this. In that case over there in the Mishnah, we said we're talking about what? Turubim. Right? That's what we're talking about. Two doves. Correct? And that you told me, Rav Hanan, that what? That was an isolated case. Meaning what? Normally we would rely on one rov. Again. Now you're establishing the case of the Mishnah where there was two doves? And what did Rav Hanan say? You should know that was Horat Sha'ah, that was special. As if we were saying, we were Mahmir. But usually we'll rely on one. Uh, what do you mean? I thought you said when it comes to Yohasinya, you don't rely on it all. We just read that Mishnah over there. It's only to feed him, but it's not for, uh, for Yohasin. So the Gemara says, Man de matniha lo matniha. Which literally means, Misha Shanazu. The one that had this statement does not have that statement, which means like this: Rav Hanan Bar Rava, that said what that the Mishnah was considered Horaat Shara. He didn't have this statement that said it was talking about a double rov. He learned the Mishnah was talking about it was one rov. Good. So he said that was Horaat Shara. That was an isolated case that we make kill on one rov. Meaning normally we only are leaned on two rovs. So therefore, the one that has that statement of Rav Hanan does not have the statement of Rav that interpreted the Mishnah that was talking about in the marketplace day. And therefore when he said it was Hora Chak, because there was only one rov, so they were leaning in that case, but in the normally you would need two rovs. Good. Comes the Gibran continues, Gufa. Matzabat Mushlach. Okay, you found the baby uh, thrown in the street. Imrov of Deko Kavim, of Vetko Kavim. Imrov Yisrael, Yisrael, Mehzal, Mehzal, Yisrael. Amarav, Loshanu, Ela, Lahayoto. Like we said. That which we said, if it's Rov Yisrael, means only that you have to feed him. Because you have an obligation to feed. Avahal, Liyuhasim, Lo. But when it comes to marrying to the Kehunah, if she's a girl to marry to the Kehunah, cannot. Ushuel, Amal, Fakeh, Alav, Itagal. And she will say that you belong to Rov, meaning on Shabbat, go and uh, save the child if he's not, say, buried under the... Uh, Rubble. Did Shemuel say that? That you rely on Rov? To go be Mahalel Shabbat? Which means, when it comes to Pikuah Nefesh, you don't need Rov. Meaning, even if you have the majority of Guim in a city. And somebody's under the rubble. And there's a chance that it's a Jew. 
you go in Mechalas Shabbat. So what do you tell me? Shabbos tell me, Rov Yisrael lefakeh atagal. You don't need to Rov Yisrael lefakeh atagal. Even if it's Rov Akum, you be mefakeh atagal, which means Enol Kima Ara Rov bepikuah nefesh. So the Gemara says, Elaki Itmar Dishmuel Aresha Itmar. That statement of lefakeh atagal was said on the beginning. What? Imrov of de kochavim of et kochavim. That if it's the majority is goyim, you have to consider the child a goy. And on that Shemuel said, Al Shemuel ufakeya ala betagal enokin. But legabe piku hagal, it's not so. Meaning, even if it's majority of goyim, and you're considering the kid a goy, when it comes to Shabbat, you go and save him. Because, yeah, because, yeah, right, Shemuel is right, Shemuel, that's Shemuel Shita. Because Shemuel Shita says the piku ala nefesh enokin maharov. And that's what he meant. That's what it seems. And therefore, again, let's review. So Shemuel was coming along to say, this is Pekua Nefesh, even though there's Rov Goyim, and therefore, like about other things, you're going to consider him a Goy, but like about the Halal Shabbat, you go, just in case he's Jewish, in order to save his life. So now the Gemara says like this, Im Rov Ovet Kuchavim, Ovet Kuchavim. You said, what? Well, if the majority are Goyim, you treat the kid as a Goy. Lemayil Cheta. What do you mean? You treat him like a Goy. Like which Halachot? Meaning, if it's a Jew, Betin is not allowed to feed a Jew nevelot things that are not kosher. Nafkamina, in this case, if it's rov goyim, you consider him a goyim, nafkamina, you can actually feed the kid things that are nevelot. Of Yisrael, Yisrael. You told me if what? If the majority of the people are Yisrael, we consider the kid a Yisrael. So the Gebra says, Lemayil cheta. Which means You gave me two cases You gave me Rov Yisrael And you gave me Mehsa al-Mehsa So if Mehsa al-Mehsa is considered Yisrael So wouldn't you add me the case of Rov That Rov is also considered You say what's enough coming out when you tell me If Rov is Jewish, the kid is Jewish Legabe, what? Which is obviously you cannot feed it Nevelot So what's the halakha? Amar papa Oh. To return to him a lost object. What does that mean? Let's say the kid is Jewish. Rov Yisrael. Let's say somebody found his lost object. If there's Rov Yisrael, the time you have to assume he's Yisrael, and therefore we don't say find his keepers. The guy that found this object is going to have to return it to this, uh, to this child over. Because why? It's Rov Yisrael. And Rov is considered like. Vadai, and therefore you're going to have to return it. But if it's mehsa al mehsa, he doesn't have to return it because then he can say, I found this object over here. You want me to return it over here? Prove to me. 50-50. But if it's Rov Yisrael, you find that this guy's lost the object, you got to return it to him. That's enough to be of Rov. Between Rov and mehsa. Is that clear? Mehsa, you do not have to return his lost object. Prove to me, it's 50-50. But when it's Rov, Yisrael, we consider it as if it's Madai. And therefore you just have to, he has to return the Avedah. Amar Ishtakish. Sorry. Mehsa al-Mehsa Yisrael. We said 50-50 is Yisrael. Lemayil Cheta. Okay, let's, 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 let's analyze this properly. 50-50 you say is like Yisrael. For which halakhot? Now, Pikuach Nefesh is not. Because Pikuach Nefesh, even if it's majority Goyim, you still have to save the guy. Good. To feed him, and to return the Avedah, you need Rov Yisrael for that. 
So therefore, what was the deen said the gaber? Mersal mersal. Obviously, you cannot give a mersal mersal. That you need rov akum. So what was the case of mersal mersal Israel said for? Kevara says amar eshtakish lenezakin for damages, for injuries. Now let's discuss very quickly. There's a great difference between when a Jew damages or when a Goy damages. What's the nafkaminot over here? Well, let's discuss. If a Jew damages a Jew, let's say not the Jew himself, but let's say his ox gores. So the first three times it gores, it's considered short time, pays half damages. After that, it's considered a mu'ah, he has to pay full damages. That's the law of a Jew to a Jew when it comes to damages. When it comes to a Jew damaging a goy, not liable in the bedi. When a goy damages a Jew, the deed is he has to pay nizik shalem, even the first shot. A goy's ox gores or damages a Jew's property, the law is he has to pay immediately full damages. So you understand the ramifications. A Jew to a Jew, there's half, and then it comes to full. A Jew to a Goy, there's no liability. A Goy to a Jew, it says it shalem immediately. Good? Yes. So we're saying, when you have mehsal, when you have 50% Goy, 50% Israel, you find this kid, what's the nafkamina? We're saying nafkamina legabin niziki. Now we have to understand who damaged who. What's the case? So the Gemara analyzes like this. If you want to say that one of our ox, meaning a Jewish ox, owned by a Jew that is, gored uh, this... Uh, Ox of this tinok, yeah. and therefore you're telling me what that he has to pay hatzinizik, that he has to pay uh, damages. Let him come along and say, ayadi Israel at uskol. I'm not giving you anything. Which means, if a Jewish owned ox gored this kid's ox, and you're telling him what he has to pay hatzinizik, not to pay anything. What's the law? You want me to put my hand in my pocket to pay? Prove to me that you're Jewish. It's 50-50. So that cannot be the case, because in that case over there, he don't have to pay Niziki. Uh, so the Yabarah says, Lord Sirika, you know what the case is? Dinaghe Torah Dideh le Torah Didan. The opposite. His ox gored our ox. The Tinoch's ox gored an ox of another Jew. And therefore... Palga Mishalim. So he has to pay what? The first time you go, you pay half. The Idach. Let's go again. The Naghet Torah Dideh, the Torah Didan. And therefore, Palga Mishalim. The Idach Palga. Now the other guy is going to come along and say, hey, you're a goy. I want uh, full uh, full payment because we say when a goy's ox damages, it's full. So therefore, what's the kid gonna say? Amar lehu, aiti raaya delav Yisrael anaveten lechon. Prove to me that I'm not Jewish and I'll pay you. And therefore, the case over here 
in conclusion, is dafka minal and izikin. That's review. You had a case of 50-50. Yeah? What happened? His ox went and gored the ox of a Jew. So he's going to come along and say, listen, I'm Jewish. I'm paying you half. The guy who got damaged comes along and says, hey, wait a minute, you're a goy. I want full payment. So the kid can say, hey, listen, you call me a goy. Bring me the ayah that I'm a goy. And I'll give you half. I'll give you another half. So therefore you see what? 50-50 is nafkaminal in izikim. That he can get away with only paying half until the other one is able to bring him an ayah that he is indeed a goy. Hadran alak betulah nisit. Amen, amen.